Independence. You're listening to the Independent News Hour. I'm your host, John Tarleton, Editor-in-Chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. And the third and final segment of our labor-themed show this evening, uh, we're going to talk about uh, labor at the movies. And we we have uh, three guests to join us to talk about the upcoming Workers Unite Film Festival that will put uh, the stories of by and for uh, labor on the big screen at Cinema Village Theater starting on Friday. And uh, uh, first of all, I want to welcome uh, Andrew Tilson. We're also going to uh, hear in a couple of moments from a couple of uh, directors of, fil- of those films, uh, Patricia Nazario and Peter Finley. But uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Welcome to WBAI Radio. Hi, John. Thanks for having us on. Great you bet. Hear you. So, uh, can you tell us uh, and tell our listeners a little bit about the Workers Unite Film Festival? Why, uh, why you do it, and uh, uh, what y'all have uh, in the works for for this year's uh, film festival after having to uh, do it last year on only on uh, uh, virtually. Right. I mean, we're excited. We're nervous. We don't know what to expect. Like everybody else right now, we're in a changing situation. It seems day to day. We, uh, this is our 10th season, so we're very excited that we've survived 10 years. We started 10 years ago with the concept that New York City, which has one of the largest union memberships uh, percentage-wise in the country, did not have a worker labor film festival. And so we wanted to bring that to New York. We started that with the idea not only of having a festival in New York, but linking it globally to festivals around the world that deal with worker and labor issues, which we've done through something called the Global Labor Film Festival Alliance. And we are thrilled to be back at Cinema Village at 22 East 12th Street off University from the 8th to the 14th, with I believe about 45 different films and programs, which have amazing films. Two of the directors are here with us today, Patricia Nazario, and Peter Finley is coming from Canada with a film about uh, called Company um, Company Town. Right, we're going to talk about those films more in a couple of minutes. But uh, yeah. can you can you uh, tell us, uh, sir, what's the criteria for the films that get accepted to this uh, film festival? What what are you looking for? We have a kind of a wide open. We we try and look for films that will not only be um, about labor worker issues, everything from films called Organizing, How to Organize a Union, a short directly about how to organize a union, but to personal stories about workers around the world struggling and fighting to gain lives of dignity, to organize and fight back against uh, people who exploit them, about the owners, basically, who exploit them. And um, the criteria is that the film should be extremely watchable. It should be entertaining, informing. It might not be Uh, like Game of Thrones or something like that, but it will certainly make you think and enlighten you as to uh, the history and the what's happening in in an area, for instance, food trucks that Patricia is here that you've never really thought about when you look at a food truck or you go to buy something from a food truck. Right. Um, Yeah. On that note, uh, we're going to, we'll pivot here to Patricia and, um, we also have a, a short clip from uh, uh, her movie, Backstreet to the American Dream, uh, queued up to go in a minute. Um, before we go that go to that, uh, Patricio, uh, welcome to WBAI Radio. You there? Patricia? I just saw her. 
about now. Is that better? Yep. Yeah. Hey, thanks hey, for, thanks for uh, joining us again. Uh, we're going to, I think we're going to go in a moment and, uh, to a, a clip from, from your, your movie, but real quickly, can you tell us about the, the concept and, and, and why you took on this, uh, uh, subject of uh, food trucks, uh, and I think your film is set in Los Angeles, but of course we have a lot of food trucks here in, in New York as well. Yeah, food trucks are a global phenomenon. The industry is valued at almost $3 million now. It started here and it here in 2008. Uh, and I was just out doing a daily news story. I was a reporter at a local radio station at the time. And they sent me out to do a story and I saw what was happening and it just spoke more to me. It was more than just a daily news story. And um, so eventually, like six months later, I resigned from that position to pursue this and, and tell this story. Okay. And uh... I would say, John, that one of the things that attracted us this is a good example. It wasn't just a story about food trucks, though. Uh, she's selling it short a little bit. It's really a story that connects what the pretty much white power structure in L.A. did to really keep people of color from gaining a foothold in the American dream and how that links up to this very day with the inequity that is built into a system that is basically racist in many ways. Mm. Yeah, I think we heard a, a version of that a few minutes ago with the, the taxi drivers and, and their situation here. In, there you in go, very much. BRV, who we've worked with for many years, of course. But I think that the um, criteria across the board is that these films made by really just amazing, hardworking, brilliant directors actually pick up on themes that tie their stories across the board to the struggles that we've been fighting for the last you know 50 plus years to gain some sense of equity in our society. We're still not there, obviously. Right. Um, I'm not sure we have, quite have that uh, clip ready to go um, for uh, for Patricia's film. But uh, in, in the meantime, I also want to bring uh, Peter Finley on, on the show. Uh, Peter, welcome to WBAI Radio. Thanks for having me, John. I'm delighted to be part of the festival. Okay. Um, so actually, if we can... Uh, hold, hold on one sec. I, I think our, our clip from the um, um, Backstreet to the American Dream is ready to go. And we realized the impact television would have, and we basically parked in front of a bar in NoHo, and there was a line that went about three blocks down. Now there are two factions of this industry. But the conundrum is these two different types of trucks don't operate in the same way. Estamos en un problema muy crucial de las cosas que se están avecinando. Are you making bacon? Can you close your vents? The trucks that's already been out there that's run by mostly Mexicans or Latinos. I wonder how this gourmet thing has been affecting their business. Okay, uh, Patricia, can you give us a little bit more of a sense of... Uh, what, what's going on there in, in the film? It sounds like it's a complex situation with the food trucks out in Los Angeles. Well, 
it's the, the base of the story. What we get to is this point of economic discrimination. And that speaks to uh, food trucks in Los Angeles cannot be, or to this, to this day have not been admitted to any chambers of commerce. So when we tell the two stories of a pop culture truck versus that traditional lonchera, which is what they call the Spanish community, you see the pop culture truck. They won the great food truck race. They have all this fanfare. They're on social media. Like a year or two later, they have their own brick and mortar place. Boom. And they're, of course, members of their local chamber of commerce. And then you look at the other side. The Mexican immigrant came over illegally, had a child. She left back in Nayarit. And it just... So it speaks to the sector, this immigrant sector, which is largely Mexican here in Los Angeles. But these people, this traditional side, not one has ever been admitted to a chamber of commerce. And, you know, every city has a chamber of commerce. So I, I went to a few. I went to the National Chamber of Commerce, the Greater L.A. Chamber of Commerce, uh, and another one. And uh, the, the most information I got is it's unclear whether they all operate under the same uh, guidelines, policies, but the only food truck company, only food truck company, not say a Jack in the Box that now has a food truck, but someone that started off as a food truck, the only one that had ever been admitted to a chamber of commerce, it was the Greater LA Chamber of Commerce, and that was the pop culture boom, the, the truck that started the whole revolution, the Kogi Korean barbecue truck. Okay. Uh, we could probably talk about this uh, some more, but we, we have another film we want to uh, delve into a little bit before we have to uh, wrap up the show, and that's uh, Company Town, uh, directed by Peter Finley. Uh, Peter, can you give us a quick synopsis of on, on this uh, movie, uh, why you made it, and uh, uh, why you think uh, New Yorkers uh, who care about labor would uh, want to come out and see this? Sure. Um, well, basically, uh, it's a film about a town just uh, down the highway from Toronto, a place called Oshawa, Ontario, that was essentially the Detroit or maybe the Flint, Michigan of Canada. At its peak, uh, the factory there, the plant had um, almost 24,000 uh, assembly line workers in the 1980s. Uh, and then Canada, much like the U.S. and Mexico, were thrust into this big period of globalization and, and free trade negotiations in the 80s and 90s. There was a lot of resistance from the labor movement in Canada. In the end, our neoliberal governments voted in favor of creating these um, free trade agreements. And as a result, over the last 30 or 40 years, there's been a massive downsizing in the uh, manufacturing sector in Canada. So we went from 24,000 workers in Oshawa to the point where I entered uh, the situation there where I was teaching, actually, um, at a local community college. And uh, the workforce was then down to only 2,500 assembly line workers by that point. So they'd had a massive job loss already. And on the 100th anniversary of the plant, which was in 2019, General Motors announced that they were shuttering the place. So it went right. from 24,000 at its peak to zero, basically, um, is where I enter the film. And, and uh, quickly here, what, what, what does the film try to convey? And, well, and how do you go about telling that story in a way that's uh, engaging and yeah. memorable for people? Well, essentially, it conveys the the unmitigated uh, power of multinational corporations to uh, negatively impact community. And uh, the way we told it was to look at the uh, efforts of the um, uh, union to fight back, to organize the community, and then the impacts it has, not just, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the, the struggle with General Motors, but also internally within those communities. So we follow rank-and-file workers, we also follow um, the union leadership, and we see some of the tensions 
that inevitably emerge when, uh, you know, bad things happen and there's traumatic job loss, everybody suffers. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tragedy, this film, <laughs> rather than a, uh, a feel good film, because in the end, the plant, uh, spoiler alert, does in fact close, but there's, there is a bit of a, an update to it, which I'll tell you about later. Okay. Uh, we actually have to go here in a minute. Uh, uh, Andrew, any any final thoughts on these two films and the other films that will be screening at Cinema? Well, I mean, Theaters besides these Friday? two powerful, wonderful films on opening night, we have 9 to 5, the story of the movement upon which the Hollywood movie was based. So it's all about the efforts to organize secretaries back in the 70s, basically. Correct. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that for anybody who comes in and says, I'm a WBAI supporter, Tickets are $5 at the door. So we offer you that. And we'd love to see as many of you as possible. Take a look online at workersunitefilmfestival.org. There's lots of different places you can buy tickets through that online link. Uh, Okay. Actually, I'm told we have a little bit more time to uh, to talk. I thought we were going to have to cut out at uh, 5.55, but we're actually going to go to 5.58 and continue talking about the Workers Unite Film Festival uh, which returns to the big screen in in New York. Um, I would just add, uh, John, just I want to make a quick, uh, after Patricia's wonderful film, it's a beautiful lead into a film that we're showing that's a really, it was another massive project called Drills of Liberation for the folks from both Puerto Rico and care about what happened to Puerto Rico over the last 50 plus years. It's a film that details another side of that story of totally destroying an economy creating austerity just to suck billions of dollars into Wall Street, into hedge funds. Brilliant film, brilliantly done, um, a massive project. And, of course, the hurricane in Puerto Rico just highlighted how disgusting Wall Street and American corporations are in being vultures and really eating the guts of an economy that was already under struggle. So that's on the same day, that day that, um, Backstreet to American Dream is playing. Drills of Liberation right after it is a fantastic follow-up. So come on out and see a bunch of really powerful movies. They're not all Cinderella stories, unfortunately. That's not where it's at. But they will motivate you to get off your ass and do something about some of these issues. Are, are yeah. there any uh, Cinderella stories? There are some Cinderella stories. Go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to add that we are also uh, being partnered by Make the Road New York. They're taking the time to come out. They're going to have a table and do education around the excluded workers fund. So they'll be helping with applications, answering questions, helping people get those funds, which is important coming out of the COVID shutdown. And they'll be with us uh, in the Q&A following the screening of Factory to the American Dream. So we're making it more of an event that can actually educate and inform people. Educate and motivate, right? That's our goal. Um, I would say that we actually have... uh, We have 15 seconds. Short films by students from um, Electricians, IB Local 3, about workers' lives and their union lives. On Tuesday the 12th, raw stuff, films from the front lines. Okay, we'll Um, have to leave, leave it there. Uh, if you want to find out more about the film festival you can also go to the Workers Unite uh, Film Festival website That's tell us the URL real quick Peter Uh, it's workersunitefilmfestival.org okay 
Uh, all righty. Well, we'll have to leave it there. But thank you so much, Andrew Tilson, for joining us from Workers Unite Film Festival. Also, uh, directors uh, Patricia Nazario and Peter Finley have two of the films that will be screening at the film festival um, from October 8th to 14th at Cinema Village Theater in uh, Lower Manhattan on uh, 12th Street. And uh, we'll have to wrap it up and uh, call it a night for the show. Uh, thanks to Reggie Johnson, our board operator, also our producer, Amba Gagarian. And uh, we'll be back same time next week. And uh, also one more time, that phone number to give to WBAI, 212-209-2950. Support Community Radio. 